Welcome to the Married Counselor Show, where we talk about love, marriage, family, and the business of life. I am Ron Lee. And I am Lexi Lee. We are married. To each other. And our marriage counselors by trade. Welcome to episode 13, 2015. We're going to entitle this one, Stupid Arguments. <laughs> because we had one this morning. We did. And as marriage counselors, we come around and people think we don't argue. They think we have this happy little marriage and we never have any discussions or we never have any confrontation. And that's just not true. Right, because we're human. Right, and so we wanted to come online and kind of show our vulnerability and show that we actually argue with each other at times. Yes, and de- deconstruct what happened with this argument this morning, what we did right, and what we're still working on. But, you know, I agree that people think that we must do it right all the time because, you know, there's a perfect way to communicate, and there's not. That's just not true. Right, when you have humans, you're going to have conflict, right? And conflict just shows that something needs to change. And conflict also shows that we can just keep evolving as people and keep working on our problems. So let, let me get right into the story of what happened. I went to uh, Podcast Movement 15 over the weekend, and we had a great time. I saw a lot of great speakers, so I'm there. I came home, and I'm all energized, and I've got all this passion and, and vigor of stuff going on. And I look at Lexi, and I said, you know, in a dream in 15 years from now, But you didn't say 15 years from now. I said in the future. I'm not sure you said that. I did. I really did. I said in the future, uh, once we get really better established and we really get this down, we get a kind of like a little tribe going on. What we can do is we can can do a a Kickstarter program in order for us to build um, something called Happy Family Ranch or something where we can bring families in and we can work with them one-on-one and and do all these great things. And I'm, I'm picturing a countryside meadows and rolling hills and streams and little cottages and workshops and all of these great little things to help couples come together and meet and greet and and get better at what what they do and so i proposed this to lexi you know, i looked at her and i was like yeah yeah we could, we could do this and and she just gave me this what did you say what i immediately um downplayed the effectiveness of that and that i'm like really tired of hearing about gofundme stuff and that it all falls in my feed all the time and um that i really think that you know it's a pipe dream. She, she didn't want to hear it. Yeah, she was just like, and so because. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before, right. before you go there, <laughs> let me give a little bit of my side of what was going on for me, too, because I think that's an important part of the whole story as well. Validated. <laughs> well, this conversation was happening while he was cooking me breakfast. Now, folks, if you've heard other shows, you may have heard that when I'm hungry, I don't function well. Right. I can go from being just fine to suddenly I am starving and nothing goes well until I have food. Milliseconds. Like milliseconds, right? So over podcast movement weekend, we kind of fell off plan on the diet. We did. Right. And not ate, even close. Right. Ate um I guess the term would be crap. That's what we ate. <laughs> yeah. And um and so I woke up this morning and I'm like, okay, I am getting back into healthy eating and exercising and back on taking care of myself. And so I woke up, I spent a little time um working on um some ideas that we have for the future while my mind was fresh and then it was like we had agreed that we were gonna work out at a certain time and then you know, we got started 15 minutes late on that. And mm. So it's messing with my timeline. Mm-hmm. Worked out for an hour and starving. I mean, starving. And so then he presents this idea and I'm not operating at my best self. 
Right. So she didn't hear me. I didn't feel validated. And so I pitched my little thing out to her. And I knew that it was like a just pipe dream kind of thing out there. But yet she, the way she responded to me was one of those that didn't make me feel heard, which is a common thing that we see among couples a yes. lot. They come in here, they get on the couch, and they look at us and go, they don't listen. We're not feeling heard. We have bad communication. So with that in mind, I was like, I, my feelings got hurt. Yes. They did. And I got pissed off. And I walked around the house for 30 minutes <laughs> being pissed off. Yeah. And... It wasn't super obvious that he was mad. He wasn't walking around yelling or, you know, but he was very curt. Yeah. It's like um, we got our showers and we're getting ready and um, in the bathroom and I was blocking the way to his side of stuff and he needed his deodorant. And the world wants me to have my deodorant. And he's just standing there looking at me and I'm like, what do you need? And he's like, deodorant. Yeah. Just short, one word. Short and sweet. Very short, right? Whereas normally he'd walk in and say, hey, honey, can you scooch over? I need to get to my side. Right. right. And that didn't happen. No, because I was mad. And right. so and so I knew. And so it, then we turned around and she knew that I was mad. So she walked in there and I looked at her and she, she kind of gave me the look like, so what's wrong? And I was like, well, I, I didn't feel heard. And then she immediately goes into, and I don't know why, uh, I, I get a lot of complaints from the guys when they go, whenever I feel not heard as a man, I tell my wife that I felt like I wasn't heard. Then all of a sudden she's mad because I was mad. And so it's one of those things where you're like, going, well, why is she mad? Because she's the one who did it. But now I'm the guy in the doghouse because she's mad because how dare I point out to her that I was upset in any way, shape or form. Right. Because immediately it went personal. Right. Before I wasn't mad. I knew he was mad. But when he was telling me that he didn't feel heard, what I'm thinking is he's telling me what I'm doing wrong. Right. And that's one of the common things that happen with, with, between couples when they get upset is someone starts to say what it is I'm mad about. And the other person immediately goes into the defense mechanisms. Right. And I make it all about me. And I just still just was not in a place where I felt like I could attend to what he was saying and what his needs were. Which doesn't make any sense because she had her eggs. Right. I did. <laughs> <laughs> she had her eggs. She should be ready to, to deal with this. So, you know, it escalated from there because she's defending herself. And one of the things that um, we personally do wrong is that as counselors, we know the proper steps to take for de-escalating or letting someone feel heard or something of that nature. But when we don't follow those steps, we have the tendency to look at each other and go, well, you didn't do that right. Exactly. <laughs> we, we know all the stuff that, you know, we're supposed to do and we recognize very quickly if our partner's not doing it. And it's hard to let that go. Right. So I looked at her and I was like, well, you didn't validate what I was feeling and you should have done it this way. And that was my mistake right there. Because I told you what you should have said to me and how you should have said it to me. Because I was like, well, if you would have said, well, that's a really great dream, honey. And and yeah, but what we need to be concentrating on is the, the next eight hours of our day and then maybe the next two weeks of our lives instead of worrying about something that's going to happen like maybe never which would have been a good response yeah right but it wasn't my response and it didn't feel natural to me and so i think that you had played out in your head if she had just done this it wouldn't be a problem right and so just feeding that thought of this is the way it's supposed to be done Right, which made this last, I think, so much longer because I was fighting this urge within myself too. Oh. He's just telling me what I'm supposed to do. It definitely kicked it up a level. Right, which I was doing the same thing on the opposite coin of he's just telling me what to do, which was a way of feeding that he's not doing it right. 
And we both have this little thing that we do to each other when the other person is bothering, is pointing out the other one's mistake in dealing with any kind of a, any kind of anything, really. We look at each other and go, you didn't do that right. Then the other person goes, well, now you're telling me that I'm wrong. You're telling me that I didn't do that wrong. And then if I do that to Lexi, she'll look at me and go, oh, nice martyr card. You know, <laughs> way, way to play the martyr card. So yeah, I looked at I looked at her and I was like, oh, go, oh, this is my opportunity. And don't do this, guys. Don't do this. Don't. So I looked at her and I was like, oh, this is my opportunity to throw her words back into her face. Yes. And what was that going to get me? Well, you know, <laughs> the best part of that was that it happened in the driveway and I don't know if our voices were so loud that the neighbor could hear. I mean, because honest folks, we got a little heated. But I walked out. I didn't slam the door. Slamming things has been something that I have worked on in the past. I didn't slam the front door because I didn't want the kids to to <laughs> get that. So I walked out. So in the driveway, though, I could slam my car door. So I did. Right. And then I look over and I see the neighbor standing out in the yard. Right. And then Ron comes over and he taps on the window. Light, lightly taps. I, yes. I didn't. It I wasn't didn't, a pounding. It wasn't pounding on right? the door. It, it was very um, purposeful and yet slightly calm. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to mm-hmm. get my score in. That's, I'm going to score some right. points. Right. Tapped on the window. I rolled down my window. Give him that look like what? And he says, you know, the martyr card. Right. And then I look over and the neighbor like turns her back real quick. <laughs> and what's the point of the points? Why do we do that as couples? Why do we feel the need to in order right. to I have to make my point? Right. And we've talked about that in in the past on past shows about if you're scoring points, you're not on the same team. Right. So at this moment I wasn't on Lexi's team. I was on I was on team Ron. <laughs> I was trying to get my point in of, hey, you do this same exact behavior, and when you do it, I don't like it when you look at me and, and you play the martyr card. So I was like, aha, my turn. And so right. don't do not do that, guys. Don't don't throw the words back into your wife's face. It's just going to escalate even more. So I guess part of what we need to talk about is did we handle this whole argument wrong? Uh, well, go ahead. Tell me. Did I handle my <laughs> argument wrong? Well, I, I wouldn't say that we um, remained calm, but in the moment, sometimes you get heated. We do. Right? Sometimes yeah, we you did. get triggered. There were, there were some things that, that those past hurts got triggered, and we were really triggered, And th- but there were some things that we did right in that moment. So I don't know that it was a wrong way to argue. Can we improve on it? Sure. Always. Right? So So what do you have there? What, what did we do wrong? Well, actually, I wanted to talk about what we did right. Oh, that'll work. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, what we did right is we talked about it after, right? Once we got here to the office, right, and we had a chance to breathe and be in separate spaces because we drove separately. We weren't going to get in the same car no, together. <laughs> no, we were We were taking two different vehicles today on the way to, way to the office. Right. And, and this is five minutes here, but we got here and... Um, I had bought some stuff over the weekend that I unloaded out of the car. So a little physical labor helped too. And um, then we talked about it and we apologized. And um, so that was something that we did right. We, we were laughing, actually laughing in the in the kitchen over, you know, going, I, I love the only plate. And she was just like, yeah, I, I caught that. I caught that you played the martyr card. And that was just uh-huh. so. Right. And we laughed at ourselves. We did. Right. And and realized that, you know, there was a lot going on in that moment that, you know, 
just so kind of escalated too quickly. What happens to couples if you stay in the in, in the angry spot and stew for longer than a, a normal time period? And and that's a catchy thing of what is the normal time period? Oh well, that brings up something else that sometimes happens, and that. Sometimes one partner is ready for the argument to be over and the other partner is not. And that you have to have a safe zone. We do this, right? Ron at times can be very quick to say, okay, I'm over it. I'm done. And because he's done, I should be done. That's right. <laughs> but Quit stewing. But I don't do well if people tell me what to do. I, I have always resisted that. I just, it has to be my idea. And if it's my idea, I go forward. But if you're telling me to do something, then I'm going to dig in my heels. And so if you're telling me I should be over it, well, I'm going to get madder, right? Yeah. So having that space where you're not doing in it for too long, but you give your partner, you can say, I'm sorry, and I didn't mean that, but understand that your partner doesn't have to immediately let go of it just because you did. They get to have their own time and space and can let go of it. But how long is that time and space? Depends on the individual, doesn't it? And depends on the situation. It depends on how triggered you are. Does it need to go on for days? No. Right, because what happens is when we get triggered, our, our adrenaline drops. Yeah. Our, our body drops adrenaline into our bloodstream, and, and that's going to run its course. There's nothing you can do about it. Once that adrenaline gets dropped and you lose your temper and you escalate, right. it's, it's usually about a 45-minute timeline before that adrenaline eats its way out, out of your bloodstream. And at that point, you should be getting calmer. And you can do some things that can help that process along, you know, not continuing to feed thoughts, angry thoughts. Focusing on your breath, taking some deep breathing so that your that fight or flight mechanism in your brain says, oh, okay, there's not danger and we can begin to relax and start that calming down process. So once that calming down process begins, what's the important part is, is not reliving those memories, not owning it, not rehearsing it, not keeping it stewing. In other words, you got to take the pot off of the oven and let it actually let it cool down because if you keep putting it back on the stove and heating it back up, you're just going to get madder and madder and madder. Rehearsing arguments in your head never makes you feel better. Exactly, exactly. So at that point, you have to make a decision. And when I heard this this weekend, and I love it, and you're probably going to hear it again because when I something resonates with me, it keeps coming. Give it up. But I, I heard the definition of decide. Decide means to cut off all other options. So at some point, you have to decide that you're going to calm down. You're going to decide that you're not going to keep feeding the argument. You're not going to keep feeding the hurt feelings. That you're going to decide to switch over to how do we move past this. Cut off all other options. Now, we made another mistake today. It was actually, we, this happened because it happened in like a 30-second timeline, which from zero to two yes. uh, with voices raised. Now, I wouldn't say we were really screaming at each other. but No. My and son was in the room playing Minecraft. He was on the floor playing Minecraft, and he kind of looked at me and Lexi, and we looked at him. Put his hands over his ears. Put his hands over his ears, and so Lexi immediately went over to him and got down on his level. I, I, I'm like, hey, bud, we're okay. Sorry we got loud. Let me give you a hug. You know, everything's cool. And he was cool because, you know, he also has the experience of arguing with his sister. Yeah, that happens right? a lot. And we weren't name-calling. We weren't... Um, being ugly towards each other and, you know, you sorry, you know, none of that. We were talking from our own 
feelings. It just, you know, was not our normal everyday talking voice. Right. So one of those when you get into your conflict, understand your situation, where you are, and try to really avoid the name calling because you can't take that stuff back. Exactly. Once exactly. it's out there, once you and if you start using uh, bad words, I mean, my gosh, you don't really want to label that onto your wife or your or your spouse. So you just really have to be sure that you're not going negative. Exactly. Exactly. So that was one thing that we did well is that we when we were having this heated discussion, we were talking from our own point of view and from our own feelings. It just we weren't feeling heard, so it got louder. And and we just keep working on it. Yes, exactly. And there are things that we are still working on. We are working on recognizing our own patterns of behavior, how I don't like it if somebody tells me what to do and how I have this filter where I can hear things that Ron says and I personalize it and I see it as him telling me what I'm doing wrong. Well, you are doing stuff wrong, Lexi. Let's just be honest <laughs> with that. And so one of the things we're, we have to do, and I like to use this uh, an acronym called HALT. Yes. And so it's uh, H-A-L-T. Did I spell it right? Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> I have a master's degree. So it, it's HALT, and the first one starts with hungry. Yes, and which is a trigger for me. If I'm hungry, I am not at my best self, and I'm not going to handle things the way I will if I'm not hungry. A is for agitated. Or anxious. Or yes. anxious. So whenever you're you're not feeling like you had a good day or... You're the, worried about something. Maybe you're worried about finances or you're worried about something with your job. Bad car drive home. Yes. All of those things can make you feel agitated. Bob at, the, at work drank the last of the coffee and didn't make another pot. Yes. So all those little things can make you feel agitated when you come home from work. Yes. L stands for lonely. If you um, feel alone, if you feel disconnected... Um, and you can feel lonely with your spouse being in the same room, right? If you just don't feel like you have connected with others. Right. Everyone's got their headphones plugged in, playing your own personal video game or watching your own uh, YouTube videos or something. Exactly. You're exactly. not making that connection. And then the T stands for tired. If you are tired, you know, end of the day, uh, you're just not going to handle things as well. It's much easier to get triggered. And if you have more than one of those four things going on, uh, look out Nelly. Right. Yeah, you're gonna you may end up in a confrontation. So right. having that mindset of halt and then and then putting that into play and going, I'm not I'm not gonna go there. I'm not I'm gonna choose not to pick the fight. I'm gonna choose to I'm, not be triggered by the things that my spouse may say to me. Focus on taking breaths, focus on the things that can de escalate and bring it back down. So what kind of stupid things do you and your partner argue over? We'd like to hear about it. Leave us a comment and um Tell us what your process is like. That's going to wrap up today's show. If you would like more information about the services that we provide, you can find us at LeeCounselingServices.net or you can give us a call at 682-514-9225. This is Lexi Lee. And Ron Lee. And we're wishing you a good day. <laughs>